Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Universal Century podcast where we uh, go through uh, Universal Century in a chronological fashion and watch uh, the TV shows, movies, manga, and uh, whatever is out there. Um, and whatever try to we feel like. Yeah, pretty much. That I mean, I think that's pretty much the rule is whatever we feel like is entertaining. Yeah. We watch. The only rules are there are no rules. I like it. Yeah. We're gonna be a hundred we're gonna be a hundred episodes in still explaining what this podcast is. <laughs> um we've got three hosts. My name is Lane. We also have uh Luke. Hello. And Scotty P. Hey. So uh last week we um did the first half of mobile suit uh gundam movie two um soldiers of sorrow soldiers of sorrow um and we ended off with um uh ron baral dying we ended off with the black tristars dying and we um ended off with haman dying and uh so that the we have a lot of uh zeon uh military people dead now yep and um let's resume so so the uh the other thing i think is important to note that we left off because i think some people that listen to the last one are going to go i want to hear more about odessa because we even talked about this when we were you know planning ish this episode uh so if you do want to hear more about odessa we uh, aren't going to get that feedback in time to do anything about it here but let us know. Maybe we'll go back and hit some other content. But the important thing to know if you're following is the Federation wins. It's a turning point for them where they're starting to push Zeon off of Earth after Zeon had essentially conquered all of it. And Odessa was an important mining facility. So as we see Makuve, the general on Earth, you know, the main one, fly off back into space to go back to Cassilia and report at how bad he did. Uh, he, he notes that it doesn't really matter so much that they lost because all of the materials they've sent from this mine are enough to have Xeon ready to fight for another 10 years, supposedly. Scotty, is, I mean, uh, like, I guess they do fight for another 10 or so years in, in the grand scheme of things. So he's not wrong. <laughs> Scotty, I feel like you're pursuing your bachelor's or master's in Gundam history. <laughs> you just know it so well. I don't, I mean, I don't want to oversell it. Part of the reason that we're not covering that content is I didn't know it off the top of my head and I didn't really want to go back and dig through all of it because I'm too damn busy. <laughs> I think you're talking about sure new type Flash is life. Pretty sure in between the last episode and now someone made the comment, don't do the compilation movie. So sorry to whoever that guy was. Yeah. I, I, I already ruined their day. And, and <laughs> two, and two threads above that one, someone was asking, what should I do? Uh, movies or the series and i think the consensus was to the movies so no one will agree and it's fine you can do whatever you want yeah i mean you you can watch the movies you can watch the the tv show um you can do a combination of both which is kind of what we're doing just to kind of fill in some blanks you can read origin you can do whatever you want just enjoy i think it it depends on if you want to actually if you want to watch it or you feel like you have to watch it i think it's the real big discriminator yeah and i feel like some of the stuff um that that that's out there is a slog to watch through um and and i think i might get flack for this but i think watching a lot of the original series is a slog to get through just like watching the first 
15 to 20 episodes of double zeta is a slog to get through but once you get through like certain portions like it's like walking into an oasis and you're like ah this this is awesome now like you know i gotta say i walked into original series and i i I stepped into it and i started watching it like it was when it was airing on the the youtube gundam channel and uh I, i went through it i never had a problem with it i had like two episodes of god damn the animation's bad and then I was just kind of like, you know, this is fine. I'm, I'm cool with this. And I never really had a problem feeling like I was like struggling to get through it. Yeah, it's just not super bingeable to me. Fair. Um, That's fair. I, I actually have the same thing with Zeta. Like I can watch a couple episodes and that's about like one sitting. I'm good. Uh, and these were designed, you know, you watch one a week and then next week you watch one more and next week you watch yeah. one more. So, yeah. Can't fault it for that. It's it's only the you know stuff made in the last really ten years that's been kind of designed to be binged. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess you see writing that's different because of that. True. So let's go ahead and start with the the second half of the movie. Um, we see uh, Char coming back in an angry fish ship. He's yeah, been like gone the, most of this movie. I like the style there. Um, the mad angler division. Yeah. So, um, so white base, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to skip the whole char stuff. Cause I just thought that was so weird. That ship. Is there, wait, before I do that, is there like a, a gun plot of hit that ship? Ooh. Uh, ooh. We're going to find out in about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So while, while, while everybody's Googling, right. Um, well, I was going to say that's, that feels like something that there's probably a, like very early eighties, all glue required, like one, 200 scale of it. But I don't know that for a fact. I just have a feeling that if there is one, sure that's what it will be. Is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, is, it is old enough that it's paint required. That's, that's wow. not a lot of details on what this is, but it is old enough that it's paint required. Yeah. Like I have a, a model kit of a dop, which are the, they look like red boxes with some wings diagonally out of each like corner. And the bottom ones are a little bit longer and you can, I don't think you really see them in the movies. They're in the series though, in the TV series. And you know, you could put like a Zaku on top of it or something. Uh, and that was a kit that uh, even at Hungate's way back in the nineties was only about $5. Uh, and it was all glue required, like, Everything was molded in one color of plastic kind of kind of kit. That's I mean, funny. that's kind of where this seems like it is. I don't see any of the snap fit. Like looking at the sprue, I don't see any of the snap fit stuff on there. <laughs> that's not surprising. I, you, you know, when I saw it on the screen, I was like, that, that was made. That ship was made for a kit. <laughs> Although to be fair, there is literally 19 parts on this kit. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is... The, the thing, the site, the listing has it numbered. Oh, well, yeah, this, this is one thing though, that we've talked a little bit about this before, or at least alluded to it where Xeon's getting a little bit mobile suit development crazy. And you're seeing this like descent into madness with all of these models of Marine suits that they've made. And we're going to keep seeing more and more of them as this progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, white base is, is docked. Um, they're in Belfast, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, 
it you know it's hard to tell with some of the accents and and the version of the movie i'm watching because they're all over the place um but yeah so they're 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 parked over in belfast and um kai decides he does not want to be a soldier anymore he wants to get off a white base yeah this is after Um, revel shows up on the ship yeah Yep, they they basically give some awards and commendations to the to the crew, and Kai's like, "Yeah, this this isn't my thing. I'm just a kid. Um, I don't want to be a soldier anymore." Um, and so the first thing he does is he goes and finds a pretty girl, and starts just like blabbermouth into her about the white base. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I mean, his optics, Kai. Kind of garbage. The Federation. And he immediately seems to immediately realize that she's like sketchy too. Oh, he knows. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Feds are gonna like make him delete Tinder after this. Like, it's yeah, he's just going for a hookup and spilling secrets everywhere. It's like it's like going a, a United States soldier like going on vacation in Russia, um, and then like signing up with a, a, a Twitter, uh, like a, a tender profile with his like military uniform on like yes yeah. what do i do guys <laughs> yeah. yeah i think we did skip the key detail here like as a viewer you already know miharu is sketchy like she has taken a photo of the white base and sent it to shar's unit right yeah i think that's like literally the first scene you see is her like transmitting data over to shar it's actually how i think shar gets introduced um in, in miharu sending this data over so I mean, it's, it's pretty well established, but um, just seeing characters realize it and then be like, yeah, this is cool. I'll probably still tell her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Kai has some weird flashbacks of people hitting him. And... He seems to have, like, some PTSD over that. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's, like, positive PTSD. So, like, the more people hit him in his flashback, the more he wants to go back to white Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's being attacked yeah there's a fight that's right yep there's a gog (laughs) so we got our first marine zeon suit it's the gog it is tremendously ugly it's like a walking brown barrel with a dome head and yellow tube man arms so that's like not your mobile suit of choice oh no it's adorable it's wonderful. <laughs> it's just, you know, you look at it and it's like, wow, that's, uh, it's not the most intimidating thing. I guess it's more intimidating than an act guy, but yeah. Um, so in this battle or maybe slightly after it, um, Miharo, Miharo sneaks onto the white base as a spy, uh, and, and Kai helps her, you know, keep her profile low. Um, I don't know. I don't know why Kai felt the sudden need to not only abandon them but betray them by sneaking someone on board that he knew was sketchy. Yeah, my only note there is her poontang must be superb. Uh, well, Kai is just. <laughs> it's like a day later. Like he slept on her couch and then like immediately agreed to help her betray. Kai was just yeah, thirsty. She, He's really thirsty. Yeah. And she immediately gives the destination of the white base to um, Char's um, soldiers. Well, she was under no illusion that she wasn't going to immediately do that. So, I mean, well, I don't, I don't really understand his motivation there or anything like that. So it was kind of strange. I, I, 
but clearly. Well, so the thing is, like, Kai is doing this, and he's not imagining there could be serious consequences. I think he knows she is doing spy things, but isn't yeah. giving her credit that what she's doing would actually matter. But what you have, oh, yeah. she's a woman. What's she gonna do? Poison the food? Well, she's so. What you have happen is. Oh god! Can you imagine if they made this show now? Like, what would they make Miharu look like anyway? Let's not think about that. Uh, start talking about all kinds of other stuff. Uh, but what happens is the white base kind of gets this little bleeding heart uh, uh, moment and lets this civilian plane aboard. It's not a civilian plane, right? They're spies, of course. Yeah, it's like registered to like the, the fishing union or something like that. But it's all free. the future has unions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yep. So then she's able to make contact with them from within the ship, and right, and that's how they get that information. Um. So white base gets attacked, um, and then uh, they're getting their butts kicked. And uh, during this attack, Kai and Miharu um, launch a counterattack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she does not fare too well. Um, Miharu dies and saves the day, and Kai will eventually die a virgin. Can tell, can tell you guys uh, love this part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, all right. So, yeah, they're fighting yet more new units. Okay, I just want to point this out. We have. Zegox, and this is actually not even the first fight with Zegox, or Zegox. I don't actually know how you say it. Uh, and then a Grabro, which is even... It's it's Klingon, so it's Zegox. Okay. Sure. What does it translate? What does that translate to? Like, oh, no clue. <laughs> Grabby water thing? Probably Kai dies as oh, a virgin. Oh, yeah. All right. Or maybe it's just claw water robot thing. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, I think this is a scene that as somebody that had watched this and knew the general story, when I went through these again in the series again, and then reading the origin manga again, uh, this had a bit more impact. Uh, some spoilers here, like ongoing uh, Kai actually lives a pretty long damn time in this universe. Uh, sorry. But, I know he didn't. Hmm? I know he's in unicorn. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I recall seeing him in Unicorn. Um, I don't know if there's much else past that where he shows up. Obviously, I mean, there's not really much media yeah. past that where they would still possibly be alive. But yeah, it's. I guess I guess we'll know for Hathaway. I think so. Year. Yeah, I think we'll find out the real like canon answer because I think there's works where he he does die after that, and then there's works where he he doesn't. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah. So I think just kn- kind of knowing that it was. You know, I paid a little bit more attention to Kai, I think. Uh, and also just you know, a couple decades ago, watching this the first time, he stood out more for some reason than and he did later um, in the actual series itself. But I think this part of the movie and this arc of the show, like a couple episodes, gives a lot of character to him and, and, and some yeah. character development. Like, At least with the way the movie was cutting it, he seemed kind of... Uh out of place or like he didn't have much going on up until this point. I felt like watching the movies compared to the series, I felt like there's a lot less character. I mean, obviously they had to cut stuff out, but yeah, he just seems kind of in, in the movies. He just seems kind of like a dick, right? Like, 
and and even up i mean up through this part too he just doesn't seem he's not a sympathetic character so like miharu dies and i mean he's sad about it but i wouldn't put her death on the same the same level as uh ryu dying um as lieutenant matilda dying or any of the other deaths that really come after this do you feel like that's just a symptom of it being like a recut for the movie or just in general, even in the series, do you think it was just like kind of an irrelevant? I think it was, I think it was just not as good writing for this part because he wasn't a main character. I think, I think if he was more of a main character, um, he would have, we would have felt more, but again, with the combination of it just being shorter and her being like a in and out character, um, that, I mean, really we weren't sympathetic to very much. Um, yeah, I had no real attachment to her at all the whole time. I was kind of like, why is she getting away with any of this? Well, you know, she has her family and she's trying to take care of them. So that was them like trying to build her up. But, um, yeah, I mean, she, her situation was sad, but not super well, sympathetic, I right? Mean, I never really got the sense that she was that she was uh, doing it because she had some like obligation to her family. I mean, she wanted to protect her family, but I didn't feel like that's why she was spying. No, she I was like her her family spying. was being blackmailed. Yeah, it's it's basically that, and just trying to provide during wartime um, because that was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get. I mean, I get that. It's a. It, just... it's, uh, it, it's very effective to me in the origin manga. I think uh, uh, Yasuhiko uh, really likes this part, and he wouldn't say he expanded on it, but I felt like it, it maybe flowed better and had some more impact. And the other thing that you get here, I think, is like like you said, Kai is kind of a dick. He's kind of a hanger on, uh, and he's still a dick after this. But I, I think this is the point where he kind of turns around and starts to. Uh, give a shit Mm. well before it was kind of like hey we're refugees and we're staying alive and now it's kind of like uh he's motivated he's still an asshole but he's like accepted his lot in life and is moving forward it's going yeah like things got real for him here and just the fact that he was on his little shore leave which i don't even know if he even viewed it as shore leave uh you know no, he was using it. He was like, well, this is my first chance yeah. to get out. Well, I mean, Bright says he officially yeah. marks it as shore leave. Um, but I think even Bright knows he, he mm, might not yeah. come back. And he's just like, whatever, this guy's a hanger on. It's more food for everyone else. You know. I mean, to be fair, at this point, they were all wearing uniforms. But had they been officially constructed That does not happen until a little way a bit more into things here, which I actually think we're almost at that point. I think I think that's exactly what happens yet. But like my point, my point being with that is just, I guess he can. I guess he's free to just walk away because at this point he's just a bystander that got stuck on the ship. Well, yeah, yeah, and 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 that's part of the reason he left in the first place is he was like all these guys were all the kids were basically getting commendations and they were basically being even if it wasn't official they were basically being brought in as um, the military now because they were the crew of the ship. Uh, for better or worse, and he was like, "No, this isn't. This isn't me. This yeah. isn't who I am. This is yeah, what Rebels, I want to do." Uh, this is movie only, where Rebel is going to say, "Hey, you got to go to Jabro for new type testing. We think you're all new types, but we want to make sure." Yep. 
So they do. They head off to Jabro. Um, they meet Lieutenant Woody Giggity, um, who is uh, Matilda's fiance. Uh, who I don't think she she had ever mentioned him up to this point, but um, so yeah, they meet Lieutenant Woody, and they do test on yeah. all of the crew. I have important notes about this section. I'm sorry. This is why the episodes go long. Uh, so I did note that. Uh, Haro, when they are arriving to Jaburo, he must be a Disney princess because they do this scene where he sees like butterflies. It's very. So I think <laughs> Haro needs to start counting as a Disney princess. And then also I have that a monkey yells at the white base for some reason. I don't know why they saw fit to include that, but it happens. Uh, because that's what happens yeah. in South America. So, no, for some actual like interesting material instead of bad jokes. Uh, so what we see in the movie at this point is that uh, Shar has basically been kind of tailing White Base, and they now have an idea of how to get into Jaburo because Jaburo is essentially underground underneath a big rainforest, um, which you know we see Jaburo under construction in Origin when Shar is on Earth. Uh, and it's not super clear because they kind of want to give the viewer some mystery. So if you went through it that way, it wouldn't be, I think entirely 100% clear unless you'd paid really, really, really close attention that that's where Shar had been. Um, what, and also seems like it was built in like a huge yeah. cave complex. Um, so it's not just underground, like they dug it up, but it's actually like yeah, part of... There's like a lot of like running water and stuff under there yeah. too, so it looks pretty well yeah. established yep. like cavern um, system. So what's going on in Origin at this point? Because in Origin, when you get to Jaburo, um, uh, Odessa hasn't happened yet. It's, it's after that. So uh, Char at that point was still, you know, it was after all the Garma stuff. And he essentially kind of like goes south and he's working uh, sort of covertly and, uh, you know, for like Cassilia to try to figure out where it is and all that, like a little bit under the radar. And he's also playing all the zombies. Um, but you get in that where you see, uh, you know, he kind of has the general idea of where Jaburo is from his time on Earth. So you get that connection. But then he also like he arms like this native tribe that helps him find like the precise location. He's kind of like, you help me find like the exact way in and I'll give you guys some you know, weapons and things like that. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of just some character building for him. I thought like he's shown to be this kind of negotiator uh, and uh, it's, yeah, it was a neat, neat little scene there. So um, we see our first and I think only non two rank promotion. Ryu gets a three rank promotion. Uh, and that is that the posthumous, oh, uh, posthumous uh, thing. Yes. But that people get only, you'll never see a three rank on a living person. Yeah, you'll never see a three rank on a living person. But Amro is livid at this um, because, um, because Ryu does not get a statue. Uh, so Amro throws a shit fit. And Amuro gets slapped. This is our first non-flashback slap this movie. It's a it's such a specific thing to demand that someone get a statue. Yeah, I'd, where? I, I guess this is this goes back to just 
bad writing sometimes. Um, yeah, it's it's spoken right. very literally. It's conveyed very literally, even if it wasn't meant that way. So yeah, that's. Yeah. I think the uh, um, I think the uh, subtitle says um, like you're not like you're not even giving him a thank you for a sacrifice or something like that. I think the subtitle is actually way better. Probably um, in yeah. that specific moment than the uh, than the dub. I just can't get over not hearing bright with a British accent. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So speaking of bright, bright is um, creepy as fuck. Still, he he was doing the accent just to pick up. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was flirting. He starts flirting with Mirai and finds out she is engaged, and he is pissed off when he finds out she's engaged. Um, but about ten seconds later. Uh, he is happy when he finds out that her fiance is a. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> I think that's an accurate uh, summary of of. No, that's good. What yeah. happens, right? And in the meantime of this happening, we have uh, my note is lazy ass guards get smoked by an act guy. Um, because it's essentially what <laughs> happens. So Char's unit is starting to sneak in like a guerrilla unit into uh, Jaburo. And um, yeah. And then the other note I had here, um, the white base crew is now officially known because they've been conscripted as the new type unit of the 13th autonomous Corps of the Tianum fleet. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Char infiltrated Jaburo not only to get the white base. I mean, that, I think that was his primary. Well, I don't even know if that was his primary goal this time. Um, so this is where they're storing um, most of the RGM 79s, the G the gems. Um, so they, it, Char and his crew basically broke in and they were going to blow up these um, RGM 79s. And that would theoretically throw off a, a lot of the. I mean, Federation they're really trying to efforts. assault Chaburo um, here. Uh, this is in the yeah. In the you know show, it's more of a oh crap, we just lost at Odessa. What a great counter strike to finally locate for certain Chaburo, which is their headquarters on Earth, because they hadn't been able to like you know take that that last step in destroying the Federation's. Uh, you know, military headquarters that they'd built. Um, but yeah, I mean, there it's that I think kind of maybe comes on accident where they go, Oh yeah, there's prototypes. These, this would be a great place to put bombs. Well, the, and the RGM 79s are, um, basically, uh, they're, they're like derived from the mass the, production the Gundam, version right? of the gun. Yeah. These are the stripped right. down model. No moon roof. I mean, <laughs> and that's what they uh that's what they run with an ATS yeah except for the ground gundam they have like gms there are so many gms just so many but these are the ogs the originals i think you should go through and build every <laughs> gm gun plug i'm not sure i could do that before i die it'd be a fun project <laughs> <laughs> all right um so the kids take the bombs and um, thwart that whole plan 
And it, was a, it was a fun little scene. The yeah. kids just like rocking through the through the caverns, picking up C four, almost getting yep. getting wrecked. Yeah. By, so uh, the Cotslets and Kika are the yeah. reason this gets thwarted. Because um, they were they were running around. They weren't supposed to be, and they get tied up by the Zeon guys, and then they leave. And Zeon guys put thirty minute timers on bombs, and so the kids got, of course, get free take all the bombs off of these things, put them on a car and drive off. This is one of the few redeeming things that Kotz ever does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you mean? A small child in the middle of a war. Yeah. It, well, in future s- series, I, yeah, not, he's, not my favorite. He's character. Pretty awful. Um, <laughs> um, so, I, I get to say it again for the first time in a few episodes. Um, Kosval is Edouard, is Char, is Kosval, finds Artesia, and admits who he finally is, who he re- really is. I, yeah, it was really fun hard to get with that one. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was... Uh, you know, it was a nice little scene that even though that they've always said that they knew who each other was and what they didn't really know, um, you know, that they meet each other yeah. officially for the first time again since, I guess, since he left for yeah. the, it, training the What you don't really get for context here at all uh, from the movie is like he asks her to leave the Federation forces, which I mean, sorry, you do. I mean, you do see that part the subtext of that uh, Char actually believes she's going to listen to him when he says that um, this is more of a, I don't know if it's in the show and the manga is definitely there. Like he thinks all he has to do is ask and that's taken care of. She will leave the Federation forces and he doesn't, he doesn't have to worry about her being on a battlefield. I don't think I got the sense that, he really expected her to do it. Like it wasn't really implied that he just thought she would do it. He was asking and that's about all. I feel like that's all we see. Well, and I think, I mean, in, in this series, there's not a lot of exposition on, you know, who they are or a lot of depth into their like actual character motivations. And like the first, the first third of uh, the series, it seems like uh, Char is more like a, cartoon villain that's just like chasing after um after the mystery van saying mm-hmm. you know uh you know you dastardly kids you've ruined my plans um but if you you know with origin and everything else it's it's explained a little bit more but one of the things that I don't think they ever did a really good job with is explaining in a coherent manner, Char's motivations. Right. So I think like if, if they were, if he were to come out and said to Artesia, um, Hey, listen, I am getting ready to try to overthrow the zombies and avenge our family. And, you know, like bring this war to a halt or like, you know, you know, like, if, I feel like if he were to come out and say like what he was trying to do and he's like, I am going to take these people down that, that, that fucked our family over and killed our mom and killed our yeah, dad. I, I feel like she yeah, might have yeah. like listened to him and, you know, responded. But in, in this case, it's just like, oh, yo, you want to come with me or get out of here? 
I think if you didn't have prior knowledge of the series or if you hadn't watched Origin or something like that, like up till this point, if I based it entirely off of what I've seen in the movies or even even to, to an extent the show, I would ha- think other than just general Zionic loyalty, uh, there's I would a no clue protect my sister this. element in it. He's thinking, okay, war is dirty. I'll do the dirty work. I don't want her involved. I want her to go somewhere where there's not fighting and and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I never really got the sense that he cared about that before now. That's why I say I feel like his writing in general, even with the the new stuff from Origin, it's it's not very good. He's just like, he's he's a sociopath. He doesn't... he randomly has emotions, but they're not even fully like flushed out emotions. Well, sure. It's like, you could say he cares about her being involved. And like when she's standing right next to him, he cares. And then the second he leaves, he doesn't talk to her for what, 15 years or something. He's just too laser focused on his revenge plot still, especially at at this point. He's, but it's not even like a fully flushed out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of the way he, you know, acts towards her is, is informed by that too though because he he doesn't have necessarily a solid plan he just knows he's got to work a lot of different you know avenues to try to make an opportunity present itself and i think he also looks at artesia as a complication because if um and this is maybe planting a seed for an idea for something a couple episodes of this show from now but you have to remember that these are Zeon Zoom Daikun's heirs and the general population of uh, you know, Moonzo of Zeon side three thinks they're dead. So if you suddenly have your population thinking there's a more legitimate heir than the zombies that are in charge, uh, things get much more complicated for him. But yeah. I don't think you'd know any of that just from watching the movie. You're right about that. <laughs> spoiler um all right so zeon um launches an attack on jaburo and it's pretty much ineffective the jaburo's defenses are very effective and they um they they pretty much wreck the zeon forces um and we get to see uh amuro and uh Char fighting a bit. Uh, and we also get to see a cool montage uh, with some awesome music as um, Woody uh, is fighting, uh, trying to die, defending the white base. Yeah, he tries to fly like a hovercraft thing. I, I forgot the actual name of it. I don't think it's a gallop because it's too small for that. But he, yeah, he tries to fly it into Char's Seagok. Seagok. Uh, but Shar's like no, and just he kills him. He dead. Yeah, yeah. He tries to surprise Woody's attack plan Char, goes limp. Um, and then yeah, <laughs> giggity, and Shar runs away. Um, that's some good. Thanks, Woody. You let your wife, let your fiance down. You let Amuro down. So there was a you let a point down. where Shar is escaping, and he's blasting part of the cavern and the rocks fall and he turns around and leaves. I thought was, I think this must've been new animation for the movie because I thought it looked really nice. Uh, It reminded me in the fluidity of the way they had the Z got like turn around, even though it only had 
I think one arm at that point. Uh, it actually, this is crossing the streams again here, but um, there's a point in the Transformers movie where uh, a lot of the Autobots have to run away because Devastator is, you know, putting his fist through a wall to kill them. And you have this like really good turnaround animation of Springer at that point where he's running away. Like, Oh shit, it's fucking devastator. And like the frames, I didn't put them side by side, but they were like almost identical in that mech design, like turnaround and it stood out and I was like, Hey, that was fun to watch just as a action scene part of it. Yeah. This, this movie has a lot of good action in it actually. Um, really actually, actually. actually. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, super. Um, so yeah, uh, Jabro is successfully defended, um, and uh, there's a a a scene that I how they treat the civilians has always just like baffled me on on multiple occasions. Um, but you know they're they're getting ready to take the children away, and not the not the crew children, but the the toddler children and um they are allowed to stay on white base because paperwork is hard for some reason (laughs) (laughs) i don't yeah i don't know um yeah i i don't know it was just something i was like watching it and i guess now having a kid and being like oh yeah of course yeah that child can stay on your battleship that's like um like in the middle of a battle because you know ah, man i just i don't want to fill out all the paperwork to yeah like so my, my note on this them. for the movie was they decide <laughs> to keep kids on ship right okay <laughs> yeah it, i mean my oh, mind says fair. white base gets to keep babies on board because paperwork <laughs> to be fair i mean you know it's equally as bad on the ship as it is anywhere else in the show. I mean, if the other option was to, you know, ship them to the other side of the jungle, hang out with the eighth MS team or something. I feel like the white base was probably a better idea. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, So white base gets its uh, new mission uh, along with the, the the title that Scotty mentioned earlier. Um, And their new mission is to be a decoy to confuse um Xeon forces uh who are now focused on the new type crew of the white base um and fighting the gun now they got the they got the new type crew designation or whatever did they ever actually get tested they did the they were tested multiple times and i i think they mentioned that um amro and uh Sela were tested more than most of the other people so i guess that kind of hints that uh, that Amro and Salo were actually the new types and maybe the other kids weren't. Uh, they, they never say officially, I don't think. Like, X is a new type, you, Y is not a new type, or anything like episode. that. But it's very... You went through the list in another episode. What's that? Yep. Yeah, we, we, talked, we talked about it. I just didn't know if they actually directly... Right, right. Said. So, and I don't think... Yeah, I think the stuff we read was, like, off of a wiki, but I don't think it actually says, like, these guys are new types or... 
anything in the show, but th- it's very heavily hinted that Sela and Amaro are the new types of record for for the white base, and everybody else is just like good, but yeah. maybe like new type light without without looking without looking at a formal list. I would have only thought. Well, so I think so. I think according like canonically, um, Kai is a new type, and um, Hayato, Hayato is a new type. And and Mirai, yeah. Uh, Kat, Kat, apparently, cats, Kika, and Let's are all. Yeah, I don't types. count them because they don't really fight in, in this series. But like later on, they're yeah. Isolino was uh, was a new type. I feel like that's a stretch. Uh, but uh, okay, there so was this was actually uh, I didn't I didn't plan for this, but I, I just had them in the room here. So their origin expands on the new type testing. And so I just have it popped open to a page. Yeah. So there are these uh, guys looking at Amaro while Amaro is asleep and kind of hooked up to like an oxygen mask and in, in something that looks a little bit like an MRI machine, but not, you know, isn't necessarily that. And the, I feel like the subtext knowing other series is that these guys are from Augusta. I just don't know if Augusta exists yet at this point, but um, so Right, right. And those are the, those are the same guys that are that are kind of yeah, featured in NFT, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, at least you have some spooky presence that you could say is maybe planting seeds for the new type labs and cyber new types and things. But this is all, I guess, new to them. So I'm going to read a little bit of the like not directly, but some of the uh, dialogue that they have. It's only a, a page, so it's not like you know ten pages, and you'll go to sleep listening to me. No. Oh, you get a um, soliloquy. But anyhow, so yeah, he there's this one scientist guy. is like, hey, what you know, what did we learn from this? And then um, some of the others just kind of expand on. It. They say they we noted an extremely sensitive reaction to a drop in oxygen level, which caused intense hallucinations in the subject, maybe related to some sort of precog ability. And he says, what are the qualities that the military bigwigs are looking for in new types? They say one, spatial cognition skills far beyond that of ordinary humans. And two brainwaves strong enough to make psychom a reality. Now add precog to the list, and I guess if we're going to keep at this. We'll need more subjects, won't we? And then some other stuff, and they uh, leave the room that Amaro is in. So uh, origins, kind of planting some seeds here for psychomu and things like that, um, which is why, damn, I really would like them to just animate the rest of it already. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> well, I mean, we are going to get a uh, a a show very shortly uh, of Origin again. Uh, <laughs> Cutting up the the six episodes into <laughs> I don't know how many TV shows. <laughs> I, felt like, I felt like we needed that. I don't think it has any new content. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's yeah, just I get, you know they put it out on. It. The, the, they're finally putting five and six OVAs out on Blu-ray, and now they're going to recut it. And then they'll be able to put that up streaming and then on Blu-ray and then eventually on Netflix. And maybe after that all takes like three more years. Well, at least at least we know they'll save probably about an hour's worth of content by not having to do the recaps at the beginning of each episode like they did for the original origin. If you think the recaps would go away, um, the reason they do the recaps is they're following the manga pretty closely, and the manga has recaps. 
oh, it's got recaps for days. If they were to, like, I'm looking at this volume I had picked up and I'm imagining if this was a recap in the animated style that they did. And I'm pretty sure I'm looking at uh, volume four for Jabiro. Who I think this is 12 minute recap material. <laughs> it's a lot. That's funny. It's a lot. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it's only three pages, but it's a lot of panels. Uh, that means we'll probably have it. It'll probably be 50 episodes. You guys ready to rewatch it? It's not Dragon Ball. <laughs> I, if it was going to be Dragon Ball, it would have been like 150. Done. Um, all right. So <laughs> that was that was a long yeah, tangent sure. to to say. So I already covered uh, White Base's new mission, um, confuse and distract Zeon, uh, and everybody goes back to space. The end. And dumb music plays. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's the end of movie two. Um, and we're on for movie three, which is going to be in space because they're back in space. Yeah, it's even called Encounters in Space. Yeah. Right? I feel like the dark yeah. music is playing in my head so, right now. Uh, what do you guys think overall movie two? I think it's um, the front half, which we discussed in the last episode. It covers a lot of episodes that are, um, that's one of the more sloggier parts of the TV show in that first half of what this covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's paced better in the movie, but even then it's still like, there are some parts where I'm like zoning out on that. Uh, it's something about, Hey, let's go wander through the desert and, and meet some swingers and then kill them in our robot. Like it's a, it's a fun story when it's condensed, but I almost wish it was more condensed uh, than, than in the movie, but uh, that's, that's just me. Yeah. I wish they would have expanded some of the, um, or, or put more details into like operation Odessa and the fights with the black tri stars and, um, less let's creep through the desert and, I, I, I could have yeah. dealt with the uh, Amaro hiding in a bar. I That could have been like two or three minutes versus, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And if we didn't have to do all that stuff with Amaro's mom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That seemed unnecessary too. Cause I, I don't know that she ever shows up yeah. again. But I, 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 so. I don't know that she even shows up in any, I think we see uh, any we see like time. side content that it. I can think of. I'm trying to like, go through my head really quick and, and think of like what Amaro's in that she could show up in. And I don't think there's much of anything. Yeah. I don't, I have to wonder like maybe I don't, I'm just speculating. Maybe he invites her up to Cheyenne later on. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I don't, there's not really much else narratively to do Yeah, with his relationship with his mom after this. So I'm that's probably why nothing exists because it's like, even if you wanted to write that, what do you write? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It's just, you know, it's, it's something that they could use and especially with the death of his other family. Um, but yeah. Luke did. Oh, Slager joined the ship. We forgot that part. That's all I had to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. Cool. Luke, did you have any thoughts? 
I know I kind of skipped over you. Um, it, kind of, no, kind of just uh, echoing what you guys said. It was, I mean, I, I liked the stuff that happened. It just it seemed like it was a little bit of a mess. Um, but, I mean, you got to cut stuff down where you got to cut stuff down. So I'm, I'm kind of fine with it. Yeah, I think of the three movies and even looking at the part of the show that these cover, this is, to me, the section that is in the most need of some kind of modern yeah you know retelling animation wise because uh, I, I reading it was not a chore whatsoever it was excellent breezed through it a lot of fun uh, watching it yeah mm-hmm. i've you know once i've mm-hmm. i've finished getting closer to being done with thunderbolt i need to get the rest of the origin manga but i also have to get the last one for a future episode <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of future episodes uh, next episode we will be doing the first half of movie 3 and uh, evolve episode 15 and if there's any other episodes you need to watch from the series we will put that in the show notes Um, so um, yeah yep stuff in space and battle of Solomon coming up next All right. So thanks, everybody, for uh, listening and following along. If you have any questions, comments, hit us up on Reddit or hit us up on Twitter. We've actually been getting more and more feedback over time, which is great. Um, You can hit us up on on Twitter at UtypeFlashPod. You can reach out to me. I'm at SkankinMonkey. Scotty P. Scotty P. You can get all the characters and stuff by looking up new type flash pod because I think you've got us tagged in the I do. bio. I so. do. And yep. and and then I, I guess I'll say the same thing for Luke. So <laughs> uh I think Luke uses Twitter the least out of all of us. So Twitter I don't use much. Instagram, yes, but that's not relevant to this. Yeah. So I don't know why I added that. Yeah. And I, I tweet about Gundam like once a week, sometimes twice. So you tweet a lot, Scotty. I like it. Well, yeah, I, Scott Scotty is the I most entertaining other... out of all of us to, to follow on Twitter. <laughs> I don't have any other social media, so <laughs> it just if I have dumb thoughts, that's where I put them. <laughs> and and uh, I think some people enjoy reading them, and I appreciate that. We can be internet pals. All right. Well, thanks everybody, and we'll see you next time.